Welcome to MMC Radio, brought to you by Maine Medical Center, Maine's leader in patient care, education, and research, all centered around you. Here is our host, Melanie Cole. Looking for relief from leg pain or other health issues caused by varicose veins? Today's laser therapy is scientifically proven to give the best results, better than radio frequency treatment, better than surgery, and many insurance plans cover this treatment offered by Maine Health Cardiology. My guest today is Dr. Mary Fahrenbach. She's a cardiologist with Maine Medical Partners. Welcome to the show, Dr. Fahrenbach. So tell us a little bit about what are varicose veins, what causes them? Well, uh, varicose veins are a pretty common problem. Uh, They are seen in both men and women. Uh, The major risk factor for the development of varicose veins is uh, family history. Um, And so the valves in some of the larger veins uh, can degenerate a little bit over time. Uh, That's made worse by uh, conditions of being very overweight in women, uh, multiple pregnancies, occupations where you stand on your feet or sit for long periods of time. And if those valves begin to degenerate, there is a backflow of blood down the leg, whereas normally the blood is directed up towards the heart. Uh, Sometimes it's a problem with the vein wall just being uh, weaker. Uh, Again, probably due, due to some of the support structures of the vein that are less robust in some people with the family history compared to others. But uh, the end result is excess pressure in the lower extremity, in the leg, that then causes the veins to dilate, and then that results in symptoms of fatigue and tiredness, and then the bulging veins, of course, that you see. Who's at risk of getting varicose veins? The most common risk factor is family history. Uh, So if your mother, parents, uh, grandparents had varicose veins, you're at higher risk for developing them. Uh, Other risk factors include multiple pregnancies, uh, obesity, smoking, believe it or not. Um, sometimes it can be due to trauma. We were just discussing a patient earlier who got hit by a hockey puck and now has a large varicose vein that we're going to treat. Um, and also prior blood clots in the veins, so the deep vein thrombosis, if you've had that condition, that can lead to varicose veins in the future. So what are the symptoms, Dr. Fahrenbach, of varicose veins versus spider veins? Things that Because people see them, the spider veins on their legs and they say, oh, look, I have varicose veins. But varicose veins are different, aren't they? Well, um, I think what people commonly call a varicose vein is that very obvious, large, bulging vein uh, that, you, that you know, you've kind of seen in people walking around. But most people, I guess, would say that is a varicose vein. However, um, I think the best way to think about this is varicose vein disease including is a spectrum. So on one side of the spectrum, you have um, spider veins and what we call telangiectasias. Now, admittedly, some of those can be related to high levels of estrogen. There tend to be in premenopausal women that may not be related to any underlying uh, problem with the circulation, so to speak. So, so again, think of it as a spectrum. On one side, you've got the purple veins, the spider veins, and on the other side, you have um, large varicose veins. You have people with uh, skin ulceration, um, people that have phlebitis. You've probably all seen patients with that kind of brownish um, tinge to the skin. It gets very flaky and kind of contracted looking. So that's the the 
most extreme side of the spectrum, but it's all it's all potentially part of the same underlying pathophysiology, which is venous hypertension. So excess pressure, excess venous pressure in the leg is what results in all of these abnormalities that you see. So what treatments are available for these? Because sometimes they hurt, sometimes they don't, sometimes they just look bad or cause, mm-hmm. you know, burning or, or pain in the legs. What can you do about them? Well, you know, the best thing to do uh, is exercise. So part of the way the blood gets out of the leg is through the action of the calf muscles. So if you are an avid walker or runner, even if you have some of that leaky valve problem that we talked about, um, even if there's excess pressure building up in the leg, you can overcome that a lot of times if it's, if it's not too far gone with activity. So exercise is very good. Um, Wearing some type of compression sock is good, uh, even the ones that the runners wear now, the knee-high socks. Um, that would be cons- those things would be considered conservative therapy. Um, if, the, if that's unsuccessful, then typically the next step in the workup would be to do an ultrasound exam of the leg. And the ultrasound exam is, allows us to look at the source of the veins that you see on the surface. So in other words, if you have a large ropey vein, there may be a leaky vein or a vein whose valves aren't closing uh, completely a little bit deeper in the system that's causing what you see on the surface. So the ultrasound allows us to pinpoint the cause, and it doesn't automatically mean that you need to go off and get a laser procedure done or a um, some sort of surgical procedure done, uh, it, that really is dependent upon symptoms. So, you know, if you have the typical achiness and heaviness in the leg, um, you know, that may be, that's affecting your quality of life, that would be a reason to get it treated. There are some people that have recurrent bouts of an inflammatory condition called phlebitis that's very painful. That would be a reason to be treated. There are some people, believe it or not, uh, that nick themselves, like women nicking themselves if they shave their legs, that can have significant, although not life-threatening, but significant enough bleeding that uh, they go to emergency rooms uh, with that. So that would be a reason to get ble- get treated. And then, of course, there are the extreme cases who have true ulceration of the skin and breakdown. That would be a reason to be treated. Uh, but, again, you if, for most of the people that we see, um, an initial trial of conservative therapy is what's recommended. Um, however, the conservative therapy... Um, particularly the stockings, can be difficult for a lot of people to comply with, uh, particularly if they have arthritis of the hands and they have difficulty getting the stocking on. So that's why many people eventually tend to come to some sort of procedure because the procedures are much easier than they used to be. Um, We rarely do the stripping procedure that uh, was the surgical procedure done. Most of them are done in the office now. So tell us about a procedure called endovenous laser, laser ablation and what does that involve? Well, the the laser ablation procedure um, is a procedure that is specific to treating some of the larger of the so-called superficial veins. So to be clear, there are superficial veins, of which there are many. Uh, Some of the larger superficial veins have valves in them. And for instance, one that's um, commonly treated is a vein called the greater saphenous vein that begins from the inner part of the ankle and goes up to the groin. There is one, however, however, there's one set of deep veins. So the deep veins are the main conduit of blood up to the heart. We don't do any procedures on the deep veins uh, because there's only one set of them, and you don't want to mess with them. 
The superficial veins have enough capacity such that you can eliminate a vein that's abnormal, meaning has that leaky valve problem, and the blood gets rerouted into healthy veins. So, so the laser procedure is typically done on the greater saphenous vein. Um, it involves, uh, it's done in the office. It involves uh, inserting a small tube into the vein using ultrasound guidance and then injecting some numbing medicine around the vein inserting a laser into the tube, and then using the heat of the laser to damage the inner wall of the vein that you want to close down, so the abnormal vein. And as you are withdrawing the laser catheter backwards out through the vein, it's essentially heating the vein closed behind it, so that vein no longer um, leaks, if you will. So you stop that backflow of blood down the vein, and therefore alleviate the high pressure, that venous hypertension. And by alleviating the pressure, people feel better. So the heaviness and the fatigue, the cramping at night, the itchiness, those are the sort of things that improve after you shut off that abnormal vein. So but it is a walk-in, walk-out procedure. So it takes about an hour. You walk in, do the procedure, we put a stocking on, and then you're free to walk out. So it doesn't involve any... IVs or hospital visits or anything like that. That's fascinating. And what is recovery like? And then tell the listeners why they should consider coming to Maine Health Cardiology for their varicose veins. Well, good point. Uh, the uh, recovery is uh, very, um, uh, very easy for most patients. Now, you know, there is some minimal bruising. There is some minimal discomfort. But the discomfort is typically treated with, um, we recommend that people take uh, ibuprofen or anti-inflammatory medicines. For people that can't take that, Tylenol, uh, it would be very unusual for to need more than that to control any discomfort. Um, the uh, follow-up involves a, a repeat ultrasound in 48 hours to make sure that the vein we've treated is closed, meaning that the procedure has worked. Uh, and there's no evidence of a deep vein thrombosis. So the one potentially serious complication of the procedure, which is very rare, um, I usually tell people about 1% of the time, uh, would be the creation of a, a blood clot that then propagates into the deep vein. But that's the reason we bring people back in 48 hours to make sure there's nothing like that going on. Um, as I said, that's very rare. Uh, and then after that, we usually see somebody in a few weeks uh, to see how they've healed up, maybe three, four weeks. And then sometimes people have residual veins that need to be treated. So, for instance, if somebody's had a large bulging vein for 20 years, even if you did the laser, that vein has been so stretched out, it's really not going to shrink back to normal. So then we typically will go on and do another procedure called a phlebectomy, which is done in the office where we anesthetize the surface of the skin with local, and then you can just literally make a few nicks in the skin that don't require any sutures, and you can remove a large bulging vein, which has been, um, which is very successful in relieving the symptoms from these residual large veins. And the reason you should come to Maine Health Cardiology is, you know, obviously we are cardiovascular medicine specialists, so we want to emphasize the vascular part of um, cardiovascular. And so there are times where people are sent in for discomfort in their legs when the problem isn't varicose vein disease. It's arterial vascular disease. It's some other cause. So we also have expertise in the arterial vascular part um, of the system. So, so really that's why we feel we're well equipped to handle any of these problems. 
Thank you so much. It's absolutely fascinating. You're listening to MMC Radio. And for more information, you can go to mainmedicalcenter.org. That's mainmedicalcenter.org, mmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.